0: And he's evaluating, he remembers who God is, what God has done, and he comes to the conclusion that even though having a baby is ridiculous, it would be even more ridiculous to believe that God would fail to keep a promise. Welcome to I Hope. We're here to bring encouragement and comfort from the Bible so that you can have a more hope-filled life. We are so glad you joined us here today, and we invite you to embark on this journey of discovery of the power of God's Word and how it can shape our lives each day. So, listen in and join us as we explore how the Bible can provide hope and direction in our lives. Welcome to this week's I Hope Podcast, a ministry of Open Door Baptist Church. My name is Pastor Ben, and it's been a few months, um, but I was. Privileged to lead a study through Proverbs a few months back, and so I'm excited to jump into this month the book of Romans. So we're looking at hope all throughout this year as our theme for our church, and we're excited about it. And looking at a number of different ways that hope impacts our life as we move to the book of Romans. Many of you, uh, if you're familiar with Romans, you may know Romans is a treatise of sorts on explaining the gospel, and uh, it's really um, almost from a legal perspective, just really makes the ultimate case for the gospel and all that that means. And in Romans chapter four, Paul is explaining the idea of justification by faith. In other words, that because of our faith in Christ, um, that we are justified or we are declared righteous by God. And he goes back in his argument, he's going back to the Old Testament in Romans chapter four and talking about the faith of Abraham, And so because of Abraham's faith, he was justified. He was declared righteous. And, and so he's making that case. And that just sets the scene for us in what we read in Romans chapter 4. So I'm going to read this for you, Romans chapter 4. And again, speaking of Abraham, Paul writes in verse number 18, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. So there's a story of Abraham, and some of you may be familiar, but if you're not, um, when Abraham was 100 years old, and she was, uh, his wife Sarah was 90 years old, um, they found out that they were going to have a baby. Now earlier in his life, Abraham had been promised that he would be the father of many nations, and yet his wife was never able uh, to bear a child. And so coming to the end of his life, I'm sure that Abraham had many, many questions, But uh, um, an angel comes to him in in Genesis 17 and 18 and says, this is going to happen. Sarah is going to bear a child at this age of 90. And Genesis describes Sarah, says that she was old or literally worn out, like her body was old. and, And then it says, of course, the same thing about Abraham. That he was old. In fact, in his, in we just read in verse number nineteen. Uh, here, Paul says his own body was now dead. So he called his own body dead. He's calling Sarah's womb dead, and yet, so at this time they hear that they're going to have a baby. And this backdrop helps us to understand the language of verse number eighteen. Verse eighteen began. With this phrase describing Abraham, who against hope believed in hope. That's an interesting phrase that I think is worth studying. What What does this mean? Who against hope believed in hope? Well, against hope is the idea that the situation really the best, uh, the the fullest description of the situation that we could give it in one word is hopeless. And humanly speaking, that was absolutely the case. Trying to bear a child when you are 190 is absolutely, physically speaking, a hopeless situation. I mean, Abraham knew uh, that he could barely move. He knew that neither he nor his wife Sarah, uh, either one, could uh, could do what it takes to bear a child. And so there's this idea, humanly speaking, this situation was hopeless. It was really the best depiction of it that we could give in a word but it says that against hope so in the middle of a hopeless situation that Abraham believed in hope and so here he is he has hope he he has a confident faith that he's exercising even though all odds are stacked against him and it's really is an incredible truth and it helps us understand, by the way, as well. I want to want to mention and encourage you, and I know um, I'm sure that you've heard this throughout this year on the podcast, but this idea of having hope in a bleak time, this is not a referendum on whether or not we should be optimists or pessimists in life. That is not what this is about. Uh, this is not saying, oh, let's just think happy thoughts. Let's just assume that Things will work out positively. Um, That's not it at all. In fact, God, um, God, you know, the Bible itself, though ultimately, it is an optimistic book in the sense of what God will one day do. It is absolutely optimistic. Uh, As the Bible describes life, it is very real for us. It doesn't gloss over problems, and it's uh, it doesn't ask us to pretend to ignore the messy and the difficult. So when we think about this idea that Abraham had hope, it's not that he just tried to think positive thoughts or that he ignored the difficulty or the reality of the situation. Now, in fact, when he heard that he, was going to, that he and his wife were going to have a baby, uh, we're actually told he laughed. He literally almost fell over laughing at the idea of how ludicrous this was that they would have a baby. Uh, Because, again, humanly speaking, it it was absolutely ridiculous. It was hopeless. And yet, Abraham finishes his his thought process, his reflection, and ultimately his inner spiritual choice. He finishes in faith to the point where it says he believed in hope according to what was spoken. In other words, his hope was not thinking these positive thoughts, it was a deep inner confidence that god was going to be absolutely true to his word he knew it it's as if he he believed in his heart that that this was going to happen because he knew that god was going to be true god was going to be faithful uh, in verse uh, number 19 it continues to describe it says, um, describes Abraham, it says, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, whether he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, but instead he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, verse 21, and being fully persuaded what he had promised, he was able also to perform. He believed fully. That God was able to do what He said He was going to do. You know, it's almost <clears throat> uh, we, we may have all seen um, the idea of having some scales, you know, having two sets of, of scales, and we see oh, does the one outweigh the other, right? Uh, when we are evaluating an option, whether it's something as simple as let's make a dinner choice tonight, or whether it's something more serious, you know, what decision are we going to make with our children or whatever it may be in life. And we weigh out options, right? And we choose what we believe is the best one. And it's almost as if for uh, this this passage is giving us this picture that Abraham, when he first hears what's going to happen, there's the unbelief that comes because of the reality of life. There's just the absolute ridiculous nature of this statement, humanly speaking. There's the idea of the reality of his physical situation. And then he's weighing it out on the other hand of what he knows to be true about God. And and what god is able to do and he's evaluating he remembers who god is what god has done and he comes to the conclusion that even though having a baby is ridiculous it would be even more ridiculous to believe that god would fail to keep a promise and so, so, verse 21 says, he's fully persuaded that God was able to perform it, that God could do the miraculous, that God could work out the details, that he would take care of whatever was needed to bring about this change or this event so that he could move forward in faith. And we find this example in the life of Abraham, I think, what a great pattern for us in our life. And the truth is this it gives us a great picture, and it also really helps us understand when it comes to a confident hope, which is inevitably tied to the subject of faith. The strength or weakness of our faith really is not about us. It's not about a, a strength level, as if you will, of when we're lifting weights. You know, we're building muscles. You know, we get stronger, and now I have a greater capacity for strength, right? It's not like that. The truth, what we find is really the strength or weakness of our faith comes down to what is, what do I believe about the object of my faith? What do I believe about the object of my faith? So for Abraham, again, it came down, what do I believe about God? What do I believe about his character? What do I, what do I believe about his ability to keep promises, his ability to do the unthinkable, his ability uh, to be faithful. That's what it came down to for Abraham. Uh, let me give you a, a, an everyday example. Over here at the church, uh, and uh, we've, we've just started school this week at Open Christian Academy, and I'm so thankful for all that God uh, has done and is doing. We have 292 students over here, and um, we have 20 uh, over 20 21 homeroom classes, but um, almost 30 staff here that are here every single day. And one of the things that happens when you have that many staff uh, is uh, we our Wi-Fi uh, has not been great, okay? So beginning of the year, there's a lot of things to print or to do, and we have struggled this last week with our Wi-Fi. So if I was to tell you, if, if you were to come to me and, and say, hey, next week, Do you have a lot of faith that your Wi-Fi is going to be better than it was this week? Hey guys, it's Charlie, and you already know that we don't run any ads, and the only way that we grow this podcast is through word of mouth. So if you wouldn't mind, just ask yourself if someone you know would learn from or enjoy our podcast. And now that you have that someone in your mind, take 30 seconds to hit the three dots at the top of your screen to hit share episode. Text it to him, and get back to listening. Uh, The truth is, I would tell you, I I don't have a lot of faith, okay? Now, not that I don't believe it can work, but but I don't have a lot of faith that it's necessarily going to be better. Well, the problem for me is not my capacity for faith, right? In this situation, my level of faith about our Wi-Fi really comes down to what I believe about the Wi-Fi. And uh, for me, of course, it's based on experience, right? How is this Wi-Fi performed? Uh, and, and so that forms my belief. What do I believe about it? Well, that leads me to a, an unsure. Not that I don't think it could work, but I'm, I definitely would say I'm, I'm unsure of if it will work better next week, right? I don't have a strong faith in that, but it's not, that's not because I don't have a capacity for faith. It's because of what I believe. When it comes to uh, spiritual matters, things that, that are important, okay, when, real life faith, when I think about my relationship with God, it's going to come down to what what do I believe about God? And, and in this case, with Abraham, and often in our own lives, it really comes down to weighing out the balance. What do I believe more as I compare and contrast God's word? the promise that he gave me, versus the reality of what I can see in front of me. And that's exactly what Abraham was going through now. He said, he, he weighed out, in verse 19, he, said, he, he weighed out the condition of his body, and then he, he compared that with, what do I believe about my God? And so he came, came to that ultimate conclusion. Again, remember that he was fully persuaded that God was going to keep what he had promised and so I just want to encourage you as you uh, as you look at that example in the life of Abraham, yes, that's great, but let's let's emulate that example in our lives as we trust God, as we believe him, as we carry out what he's called us to do. And by the way, I want to remind you one other thing in verse 23 the Bible says, "Now it was not written for his sake alone the fact that Abraham was uh, was justified by faith. Verse 23 says, Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Well, those are uh, awesome verses that remind us of the truth of salvation in Jesus Christ. Tells us that uh, we, we will be imputed, our, our faith will be um, imputed, in other words, it will be counted as righteousness for us if we have faith, if we believe on Jesus Christ, um, if, if we uh, if we give trust Him with our life, that that we will receive salvation. He was, uh, He died. It says for our offenses, He died for our sin. And he rose again for our justification, for our, our ability to be declared righteous. When we think about that thought, when you hear that message, and I know it's easy if you've been around church for a long time, we hear that message, it's so routine, it's so ordinary to us. But when you hear it for the first time, when you hear it with fresh ears and a fresh heart, that news is just as ridiculous, maybe even uh, actually more ridiculous then the truth Abraham heard, that we're going to have this baby at 100 years old. I mean, how ridiculous of a thought, humanly speaking. We, we could react the same way, laugh fall, laugh and fall over and laughter. at it. How ridiculous that God could save me through my faith in him. That there would be this way out, that there would be forgiveness for me. Somebody who doesn't deserve it, who hasn't earned it. I haven't kept my part of the bargain. What an incredible thought. And and, and and we see here this same pattern that if Abraham responded in faith because he believed who God was above the reality of life. So we think about our life, we think about the reality of we can't save ourselves, we can't be saved, we can't keep up, we can't earn it. And the truth is, it's not about us, it's about believing in who God is. And when we believe that, when we do that, then we have the ability to trust Him as our Savior. And then, after salvation, there are those opportunities in life that we're faced with that same conflict. Circumstances are in front of me and they look one way, but God's Word says something different. And I'm faced with that choice, what am I going to believe? The strength of my faith is going to come down to what do I believe about who God is? And that belief, ultimately result in hope and instead of Abraham we remind you verse number 18 that against hope he believed in hope in a hopeless situation he responded with hope because of what he believed about who God is well it's a great truth I hope that that's an encouragement to you as you think about uh, that response that Abraham had and and our ability as God's people to respond in that same way to him. So I hope you'll think through that and uh, pray over that uh, as you go today. And um, I hope that the reminder uh, of God's word is a help to you on your journey. Thank you for tuning in to this I Hope podcast, and uh, we're excited to be back with you again soon. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you've been encouraged by I Hope, why not share it with a friend or leave us a review. Until next week, God bless.